Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. We want to encourage you guys, if you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, to make sure and do that. Just search the Diesel Podcast. will pop right up. Click subscribe, and then make sure and hit the, the bell for notifications when we release a new episode. So as immediately as we post them, upload it to YouTube, you'll get a notification as well. So make sure you don't miss any episodes. There's a lot of really good information that we that we have there. There's people who ask a lot of questions or their show ideas that we get. There's a lot of, a lot of our shows are, are driven based on comments and people saying, Hey, can you talk more about this? Or, um, here's, you know, a really cool build I'd love to hear about. Or I want to hear about this part. So there's a way that uh, we can engage and answer your questions and, and make sure if there's any topics that you'd like us to cover that we get onto the podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be chatting with Dorian. He's the owner of Power Stroke Ingenuities in Houston. And we're going to be talking to him about his shop and their specialty, which is Power Strokes. And, and I wanted to ask him, uh, you know, what, what kind of things are, are, are people you know, dropping their, their trucks off for? They've been completely swamped the last year, really busy, and, and you know, tons, of, tons of work that's been going on. And we wanted to know, you know what people are having done and, and what are some, some issues that truck owners, regardless of brand, that you guys may be facing out there. So he's going to give us some tips. And then we're also going to talk to him about his race truck. And we've probably seen it in a magazine on social media, uh, YouTube, at races, anything like that. It's a very unique truck. and has a very special message behind it as well. So we're going to talk with Dorian about, uh, you know, his his time in the Marine Corps and this this veteran issue that he wanted to bring awareness to. And he wanted to be able to represent it you know, with his, his truck and, and take it to events and, and try to help people out there. So it's going to be a really interesting, insightful podcast. Before we get to it, though, we want to encourage you guys, if you're looking to cool down your transmission temperatures, make sure and go to missionmoto.com and check out the full lineup of transmission coolers they have for your truck. And if you have a custom application or a custom build, there's also some universal coolers that they have as well. And for the shop owners out there, we know you guys are busy. There's tons of people dropping off their, their trucks and needing them to get back on the road as quickly as possible. Make sure if you're not set up with turn 14 distribution already that you give them a call. They have a really simple application to fill out, but their system is so smooth for ordering parts. So if you prefer to just log on, see what's in stock, see your price, how quickly you can get it, what the shipping options are, they handle that and you get receipts emailed right away. So it's easy to, to be able to handle the invoicing and, and have everything just right at your fingertips. All right, let's get to the podcast with Dorian and talking about power stroke ingenuities, his race truck and what he has planned for 2021. Dorian, welcome to the Diesel Podcast and being able to uh, connect with you. I know we've, we've both had busy schedules, but I have a lot of cool things to chat about from trucks to uh, race trucks, power strokes, lots of things in between. So we're glad to have you on today. Oh, Thank you for having us again. It's been, yeah, I think like the last year has just been really busy and hectic and <clears throat> new for everyone. And it seems like every, every uh, diesel shop that I chat with, they're just swamped and it's it's you know repair and parts and 
and, and things like that. And I, I wanted to kind of start on, on that part of it and ask you a bit about your company, where you guys are located, uh, when you started, and you know, just kind of what you guys specialize in. For anyone who may not be familiar with you guys, they'll have a little bit of background. Yeah, um, our company's called Power Stroke Ingenuities. We're out of Houston, Texas, right in Northside. We're, we, we grew up out here in this area. Um, we started full-time back in 2011, beginning of 2011. I mean, we, um, I started off at four dealerships and, and started venturing out doing side jobs, working after hours and whatnot, and it just snowballed into what we're in now. Um, yeah, we specialize, of course, in power strokes. We do... Some common stuff. We're getting more heavily into Cummins, but I, I won't touch a Duramax. That's I just don't even like them. But, that's, but yeah, we've been we. It was kind of scary when the, this whole COVID stuff kicked off because I mean we got we got all the guys together and and we told them we're like, hey, I mean there's lockdowns. We'll work till we can till we can't and 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 go from there. I mean it was, it was really scary, but thank God we've been um, the repair side has been. Real crazy. I mean, I think right now we loaded up on work, but we're still literally we stopped taking work because we're about just to look at the truck. We're about two three weeks out, um, and we got work lined up for for a good good while. Again, thank thank God we got work, man, because it's it was scary when, when everything kicked off. Oh yeah, it was well weird time with just now. I remember seeing on the news kind of in January or maybe not the mainstream news, but I would just see it around, you know, something going on overseas. And then all of a sudden it hits and you know, where, where I am in Colorado, it was like, there's one week they're like, Hey, it's going to be a lockdown starting this Monday. And we're like, well, what's a lockdown. And then this chatting with, you know, a lot of our, our guests and, and just people in the, the diesel industry and community is like different in each state. And, and as I mentioned, it's just been, it's been crazy how how much how much work and how many things are being done. That's what I wanted to ask you about is what are people doing to their trucks right now or for the last year? Have they been doing like repair or Yeah, it's basically been they've been repairing what they got. I mean we still see we'll still see the customers bringing in brand new trucks and wanting to do little uh, throttle sensitivity intakes and whatnot, but the, the regular Joe Schmo everyday truck, they're they're fixing what they got and keeping them on the road, and they want them they want them running good. Is uh, is most of it? Because you guys are doing a lot of power stroke stuff. Is it a lot of like six O's or is it a little bit of like each you know seven three six O's six fours? We see some. I mean seven threes. Of course, we got the oil leakers. Um, six O's. Uh, we see some fuel pressure issues. We still get head gasket EGR stuff in here. Um, but most, most of what we're doing right now is the six, seven stuff. We're starting to see a lot of, uh, the earlier turbos are going out, intercoolers, uh, oil leaks on the bed plates and stuff like that. Um, but fuel systems, man, that's, that's, that's a real big thing right now. People don't, they're not maintaining them. Or not just that, but the, the fuel quali- quality right now is, is trash. I mean, you, um, you can get, there's a gas station right down the street we told people not to go to because we've gone. People have left here as soon as they leave and go fill up and they wouldn't even make it to the highway. Like, we, three trucks did that and we're like, where are y'all filling up? And it was right down the street. As soon as we dropped the tanks, there's water in the fuel. I was like, okay, we're not using that gas station. So it's, it's just crap fuel and, and it's costing people a lot of money on the, on the fuel systems. And 
that's that's a, a big one we're seeing. The CP4s are are coming apart, and once that happens, it's uh, it's it's, it's game over for your fuel system. So if somebody brings in a, a truck and you know you diagnose it and you know that that happened, what is the recommended fix so that they can prevent that in the future? Like you know, obviously gotta then we replace the injection plan, but clean out the fuel system. But what do you tell customers like, hey, this is what I recommend for you so that you're not back in here in two weeks or two months or something like that with the same problem? So there's companies that have like some fuel additives, like uh, we work a lot with Hotshot Secrets. Uh, they have an LX4, and that was designed specifically for the CP4 systems. It helps lubricate them because uh, they know there's a flaw in the in the designing of the CP4, the internal. So they they add little additives and, and everything it's needed to, to to lubricate that. There's also um, a couple companies that make the disaster prevention kits. Uh, I know SNS, SPE, and uh, I think those are the, the big two that are making making real nice kits. Uh, and they they're just upgrading them too, so everything's quick release. There's no more cutting lines or or anything like that. They're real real nice kits, and they they go on real good too. But those are the two things that and then change your filters and drain your water separators. Like they don't tell people that when they buy these trucks, they they just here's your diesel, go put a thousand or a million miles on it, you're good. They don't tell them drain your water separator, change your filters, do all they, they you know they don't explain all that stuff. And that's that's what we're here for. I mean, we try to try to explain to the customer, put them on a maintenance program and and get them get them to where they keep that truck for a lot of miles, a long time. Yeah, and it's even and even saves them money overall. You know, with those upgrades, it's still a lot cheaper than new injection pump and injectors. And you know, who knows where all that metal goes and what it does, and and the downtime too. Yeah, if, if you you start getting metal in your in your fuel system, if it gets to that point, it's it's pretty much your CP4. I mean, first off, you gotta drop the tank, clean that, flush the lines, um, the high pressure pump, all the injectors, all the lines. Um, anything. I mean, anything that that the fuel touches pretty much on the high side is going to have to get replaced because you don't want any contaminants, any debris in there because you'll be in the same boat right, um, right after that. So that's a big, big thing. It's a big repair. Yeah. We get a lot of first-time diesel truck owners, and either when we get a message from them, it's either they just got the truck or they're thinking about getting one. And there's a lot of information that's out there for. Like upgrades, like what you know, what you should do for the transmission or the turbo or just different things, but it's really the fuel is overlooked so much with you know the quality of it, the components that are on your truck from the factory, and then what can happen. And I know that there's a lot of horror stories out there with you know, guys with um, you know an LML or uh, you know six seven power stroke or something where the CP4 fails and they've got this huge repair bill. So. I know a lot of people listening are definitely going to identify with the uh, the fuel system side, and and they always ask, well, what can I do to prevent it, and you know, how can I make sure that doesn't happen to me? So, that was that was def- definitely some good advice. Yes, sir. On uh, the other thing, I wanted to to chat with you about, and I've seen this truck, your truck, for a long time, and and I wanted to ask you about it because we've never had the chance to talk to you about the race truck. What inspired you to put it together? How it started, and you know what what the goal was with it when you, you know, first got it and then just had a vision for, Hey, I want to build this and you know, take it to shows or take it to races. Yeah. We, I mean, we always wanted, well, I always wanted like a, a little shop race truck and, 
And I had another little 6.0 single cab short bed, and, and uh, I, I don't know why I, I, I found one online. It was a it was a service bed truck from Oklahoma, single cab. And I told my wife, I was like, I want that truck, you know, for to make it a race, a shop race truck. And she's like, well, sell the 6.0, and you can buy it. I was like, shoot, I put that thing on marketplace, and I had it sold the next day. I drove to Louisiana, dropped it off, came back and bought that other one. I showed up and she just shook her head. She's like, "What? What the hell are you gonna do with that thing?" You know. And so that's what we. I had a bed. We. My, I think my buddy sold me a bed for like three hundred bucks. So we put. We put a bed on it. Had red bumpers and we just want to make it a, a little, like I said, a little street truck. Uh, put a big single on it, some injectors, and, and drive it. Then. It, um. Then. Just one of we we ran it a couple of times. We used to run the uh, sportsman class, running like I think we were running like twelve eights or twelve sixes or something, just with the with the was it three sixty six or something? I don't even remember what setup it had at the time. And uh, we got a itch to go faster. And about that time, I I had a a good friend or a good good marine friend that that. Uh, he passed away and uh, he lost his battle to, his, to himself, to his demons, and and after that, that's when a whole different a whole different vision came along, and and we wanted and I wanted to, cause I knew that there was an issue with veterans and, and suicide, and we had, I mean, not saying that we we had the hugest following, biggest following, whatever, but we 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 have a good presence out there, so I thought, why not use it. For good to show people that there is a there is a problem there's a pandemic with veterans and first responders and whatnot that that there is issue with with they don't have that therapy when they get out they they don't there's they don't have the uh, there's not the structure they used to have in the military or or, or whatever organization they were in so when they get out it's it's not the same there you're not micromanage your your days aren't scheduled anymore. So it's really hard for for them guys to come back and and just become a civilian again. You're not trained. You're trained to be a marine. You're trained to be an army. Do your job, but you're not trained to become a civilian civilian again. So there's an organization called Twenty Two Kill, and my buddy actually um, introduced me to it, and they do a lot of uh, traditional and non-traditional programs that that help veterans fam- and and families of, of of veterans, or first responders that that uh, that uh, are lost to suicide, and I, I emailed the guy one one evening, and I was like, "Hey, man, I was like, my name is Dorian. I was in Marine Corps, and and I've I've been following your 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 work, and I was like, I really want to become a part of it. Like, I don't need nothing from you. I just want your permission to wrap my truck with your logo, just to help raise some awareness, and and uh, that's where it started, and. That's like I tell people. People always ask us why, why a truck ain't faster. I was like, man, we run on the lowest tune. We run the 670 class. But if if I ever break that truck, it'll just it'll be that it'll just be a broken truck at the shop, and it won't be able to go out there and and open the avenue for for veterans that want to talk, and and just just uh, just talk about their issues they're having. Um, my favorite race to go to. It's a real big race, but it's at Rudy's Diesel. But uh, my that's my one of my favorite ones because there's there's a couple Marine Corps bases there, 
And man, at that race, I've had a couple of Marine veterans like actually talk to me and, and break down. Like, for, I mean, I had well, I've missed a couple of races from. I still remember that guy, and he was he was talking to me and crying, and he was telling me how the two times that he thought about about uh, killing himself, that he would that the only thing that kept him was kept him alive was his daughter, and just listening to it. It, it, that's when I was like, man, this is, it's really, it's, it's giving them some kind of avenue, that, like some kind of trust, because I've told people a lot, like, any military guys, especially Marine, Marines, we're, we're arrogant as hell, and we're not just going to talk to anybody about any issues we have or problems, so you have to, you have to have the same kind of mentality or the same background for, for you to gain trust of a, our trust, you know, and being able to do that is, uh, it's pretty awesome. It, it makes you feel good. So that's what makes the makes it worth going to to the races and different events. And uh, yeah, that's the that's that's a big thing on that, man. That's a really it's a really powerful message because I when I first learned about that organization and like you mentioned the pandemic of it, it was with your truck. And um, I think it's also you know something where in diesel there's so many active duty and and veterans that are into diesel trucks and it's some of my favorite messages that I ever get are on Instagram and they're like really late at night, early in the morning because somebody's in Afghanistan or Iraq or on the ocean somewhere. And the guy's like listening to the podcast or he's looking at one of the diesel magazines and he's like, Hey, you know, I've got this 2000, you know, six Ram and thinking about doing this. And did you guys ever talk to this guy about this turbo or whatever? And it's like the industry is so connected with it. And I think it's really powerful for you as a veteran as well, to be able to, to connect the, connect both sides of it. Like you mentioned, you know, going to an event and, and, and talking with someone they're they're going to identify with you and you're going to have that common bond with them where as, you know, like me as a civilian, I wouldn't per se, I I don't, I I didn't have those experiences. I, I don't have that common bond. So I think what you're doing is extremely powerful and helpful. And it's really cool to hear how the truck represents something larger than racing, you know, and even larger than diesel and larger than the shop and larger than the podcast. And it's doing good out there. Yeah. It, yeah. And even it's hard to explain, like, even when those guys are talking to me, just being able to hear their stories and I'll share mine. And it even lets me kind of unwind or, or, just let my emotions out, you know. Yeah. Like you said, yeah, it's it's that bond or but that that background. That's that's it's, it's big. It's it's a it's a big brotherhood and it's it's different. But yeah, well, I'm not exactly samba. Well, I think too with the last year, like we were talking about with the lockdowns and everything, there's so much there's there's so much social isolation that a lot of people have that we're not used to. And it, it's, it's easy to kind of feel alone, you know, even just like, you know, you go to the store and at least here you have to wear a mask to go in the store. So you don't see people's faces or everybody's, you know, kind of six feet apart or you hear somebody cough and you're like, Oh man, what's going on? Or, you know, just all those sorts of things that have now become 
natural. And I think it's really important that people don't feel alone that whether it's a, you know, your truck at a racetrack or whether they hear this podcast and they call you up at the shop and just say, Hey, Dorian, I heard the podcast. And you know, I, I want to do this with my truck or I want to ask you about the organization or whatever it is. It's so important to feel connected and know that people are out there. Someone's out there, even if you never talked to them before, or, you know, you just have one or two connections or something like that. You're not alone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, every now and then, like, we'll get messages on Instagram or even on my personal Facebook or an email. Like, I'll post something, a little inspirational thing or something, just something that that I think about or something top of my head, and I'll just post a picture or something. And, and guys will be like, hey, man, you know, thank you. I needed to hear that today or, you know, I needed that little push. And, and that's the thing, man. You can't – you don't know what somebody's going through. So sometimes a smile will, will or anything, just a smile or a wave or a nod will yeah. let them step back from that ledge, you know. It's, it's crazy what, what a little uh, a little gesture will do to, to somebody's, uh, uh, just the way they're thinking, you know. It's crazy. And with the events, a lot of people, well, we're all hoping that everything, you know, is like it was before. And, you know, I've talked with uh, – some owners of these like big companies that, that you know they're they're busy all year and they're like man I really miss the events last year because that was my time to catch up with friends and even competitors and you know just be able to talk to people because I don't get to socialize as much you know when I'm running my business or or some of the racers who are you know so busy with what they're doing those those events those races those you know trade shows were just an opportunity to connect with with people that we share an interest with. Yeah, that that was a big thing, especially at, yeah, events and races like you get to it's like a big family um hang, you know, you race during a during a day or talk a mess to each other racing and in the evening, you know, we're barbecuing everybody's hanging out and if we ain't racing the next day drinking and yeah, that's, that's that's what made it fun. It makes it that that's our little unwind too, just get out and that little drive get you let you think and relax and once you get out there on the on the strip get a little bit of uh get your uh testosterone up and and <laughs> make some runs and and go back at it you know uh, i do miss a- them though i do miss the the, the events because it, it did give us time to catch up with people and bouncing ideas off of other other shop owners or other people you know they come to us and ask us like hey i'm, I'm thinking about doing this setup or what do you think about this? Especially the six seven stuff, because there's not many six sevens um, in the six seventy class or five ninety stuff. So they see that stuff is working, and and they start asking questions. Even uh, we got a Suncoast converter in our in our truck, and I had a uh, Ron from Suncoast. He comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, you still running a, a Suncoast converter in that thing?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like he was kind of surprised. <laughs> we we've been running that same converter for like. Two and a half years, like no refresh or nothing. It's been pretty pretty good setup we got, so yeah. Yeah, it's um 
it's always it, when I had somebody ask me once, <clears throat> they said, well, where did the idea for like having a, a podcast talking about diesel trucks come from? And it came from exactly what you just said, which was being at an event and the conversations you can have with racers and shop owners and just diesel enthusiasts. It's something that can be really hard. Like, you know, if I walked into your shop and I said, Hey Dorian, I want to chat with you about your race truck. You're like, you've probably got a million things going on and you're getting trucks ready and ordering parts and people are asking you questions. It would be really hard to be able to do that, but we can sit down and we can talk about, you know, what people are doing with their six O's or six sevens and your race truck and, and just tons of different things and kind of bring a, a bit of an element of that camaraderie that happens at, at, uh, events, no matter where they're at. Oh yeah. Yeah. It just sucks. Like, I mean, I think we have one event here, like close to us. I think this next year they're doing a couple more, like, um, the no prep stuff on the diesel side here in yeah. Texas. But yeah, most events are, I think the closest one to us is Florida. That's, and that's still like 12 hours, 10, 12 hours. And then the Rudy's one, that's a good, I don't know if I drive by myself, it takes me like 24 hours or something like that. <laughs> it's a good drive. You guess I'm thinking that for sure. <laughs> Most of it's driving through Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, at least you're not driving to, through West Texas. That's that's where it gets, I mean, the halfway point from Houston to San Diego is still in Texas. <laughs> I've never driven through Texas, but I've talked with people who have, and they're like, man, it goes on forever. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, and after you get, like, past San Antonio, there ain't nothing out there. It's just dirt and roadrunners, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So for, you know, I know what this year's still early, but, you know, what are some what are some new things that you guys are working on, you know, there at the shop or, or with the truck that, that you're really looking forward to in the, this next year? Um, I got, we got a little project. We've been staying real hush with it. Like not, not pretty, not posting much on it, but it's a seventies, uh, bump side F100. And, uh, we're pretty much shorting the six O from two wheel drive and putting the bed and cab on it. And just going to make it a, a daily driver. Cause I want, I want to, I like doing like, uh, like old hot rod shows around here in Texas, there's a bunch of them, and we take our 64 F100 out, and it, ha- it also has a 6 power stroke. Oh, cool. I want to pull that with another F100 with the 6 in it, so we want to make this one a little bit lower, wider stance, and we got a guy that's going to be doing uh, the, he's widened the bed and the cab and the fenders, but it's actually going to be metal. We were thinking about doing fiberglass, but... Everywhere we're looking, it's all for, like, Baja stuff, and I don't want no big old openings on 20-inch wheels, you know? <laughs> looks funny. How hard is getting – how hard is that 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 build, like, to get that year era truck and then get a, a 6.0 in it and and get everything to fit? We let the metal guys do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the, the hardest part is electrical for us, and it just takes so much time, you know, and – which we don't have a lot of, but you have to set some time aside on a weekend and, and get that working. But the, as far as like getting it to fit, yeah, we had to cut the firewall out. Um, pretty, the, pretty the hose going to be, you're going to have holes all over it. The, the hood, I mean, I'm saying we're going to run a stack right straight out the hood, but it's, it's gonna, it'll be work. It'll be, we want to have it mid year so we can, 
we can start driving that thing. I, I want to daily drive it, so that's 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 my vision on that one. That's gonna we want to cool. make it. We want to make it the the spooling and diesel track. <laughs> drive the living crap out of it. Oh, people are gonna love it. There's a lot of a, a lot of Ford fans, a lot of a lot of Power Stroke fans. So I think people are gonna love that truck. Yeah, it'd be it'd be fun to drive. Fun to see it for sure. It'd be different. Yeah, it's always it's always cool to see that stuff. Like when, you know, I love the new trucks. I really do. Whether it's a, a Duramax or Power Stroke or Cummins, I love them. But you can go to any dealership and see 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 of them. But you're not going to see a custom truck like you know, what you're building or we've had some other guests that have done some really cool builds. They're so unique that it just kind of, it draws the attention a bit more than a brand new one. Yeah, it's like our our, our sixty fourth one hundred. We'll go park. I, I I think we did Lone Star Lone Star Roundup in Austin, and man, they're talking about had to be two three thousand old school. Like it's pre it's pre sixty four, so everything. I mean, from thirties forties, and you're talking about immaculate cars. And we parked it between it was a old Roadster and and another F one another I think it was an F one like original green paint with black fenders like and there's people walking around it looking at ours and like uh, it's patina the bed's a different color the seats aren't bolted down I was like all right they like it <laughs> that was pretty cool I love the lines on the older vehicles just the styling of them was I don't know I don't know the right word for it but there's just something about the styling of things like. From the yeah, 30s body to lines. 60s. Yeah. Those body lines are... It, 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 they, like most most makes back then, had they looked somewhat similar, but each one had its own design. And you can... If you know trucks, you, you'll know it, right? Like, you'll know different styles, different years and makes, and just the body lines is what makes those trucks back then. I love... Uh, yeah, and of course, it has to be a Ford, so... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the the younger crowd can identify with it too, because if you know, like you get into third gen Rams or different style trucks, they can you know based on the headlights and if it's got the amber color on the front, it's this year. And when did their tail lights change to this style? It's like you can just tell by the small things, versus yeah. you know it was just like the old school stuff. But that's really cool. I look forward to to seeing that. And I know that there's going to be you know people who listen are like, hey, this is you know really cool. I want to follow. Dorian and his company see what they're doing or I want to get involved in this organization so I wanted to ask you where people can find you on social media and if they want to help and you know help with your message how do they do that what's the best way for them to, to uh, our social media is just uh, on Instagram and Facebook is just PSE Houston um, our webpage is PSEHouston.com as far as organization uh, uh, 22kill.com the the one thing that they do is they call it an honor ring. So you wear it on your right hand on your trigger finger, and it's just to honor um, honor those, those the, the fallen that have lost the, their battle to to their to their demons to to what they couldn't fight, you know. So and it's like I think it's like twenty two dollars, and you can donate that way or. They're they're setting up more programs throughout the states now because it it was only in uh, in Texas but they're moving I think there's one in Chicago now um, they're moving up like that but there's different courses that they do like tribal council so they'll they'll take a group of guys and and just sit around a fire and, and just talk just talk it out you know stuff like that um, they have a group called wind therapy where they ride motorcycles together 
Um, another one, uh, White Star Families. They they take the families of, of fallen veterans uh, and and take them take their families camping, fishing, stuff like that. Um, they, there's a lot of programs, and you can look into it. It's on 22kill.com. Um, definitely a lot of information in there to take in, but if you have the time, definitely go on there and, and uh, read up on that. You can buy buy some gear, which helps them. It's a nonprofit, so it helps them uh, helps them uh, get their get their uh, people in classes and whatnot. That's one thing they had. This COVID stuff slowed has slowed all that down because they they the lockdowns they don't let them. They weren't letting them have their their meetings or congregate and all that stuff. So it was really hard for them when this first lockdown uh, happened. Also, but they're starting to pick back up and and all that. So definitely okay. look into 22kill.com. Yeah, we encourage all of our listeners to definitely go give you a follow and then also go to 22kill.com as well and and uh, see how they can help and and uh you know help spread the message it's a it's a really important topic and and i appreciate you chatting with us today about about the truck and and about the things you're working on and and the business and everything and i look forward to things kind of getting back to normal because i I have been wanting to go to houston for a long time and there's a lot of different companies and and guests we've had on that are from there and i want to check out their trucks and i know i've seen you post on instagram some fishing pictures and i love fishing I thought, man, I was going to ask Dorian if he'll take me fishing, but then I see on some of these trips there's some there's some alligators in the water where you go. So I'm like, uh, maybe I don't want to go fishing if I go down there. <laughs> yeah, like I got I bought a little aluminum boat and we take it out, but it's we go, I started fishing kayak bass fishing and and some small lakes out here and reservoirs and yeah, like I think the last the last alligator we saw it was a good 13 footer. And that was on the boat. And another time, I went, I went on the backside of that lake, and my my wife's like, I told her to text me when she was on her way home so I can get my kayak out and meet her at the house. And it was on a Sunday, so go have dinner or whatever. And she texts me, hey, I'm, I'm on my way home, and I'm like, I'm in the middle of the lake. I was like, crap. So I started paddling as fast as I could, and I'm going. I'm about, I get to a point to a point in the lake where it's like three, four feet of water, and. And I just come to a stop, and I look down, look back, and I hear a splash behind me, and man, I just paddle for my life. <laughs> I ran, I guess I, I ran up on an alligator while he was just floating in the water, and I didn't even see him. It was in the evening, and then I come up on another one. He's just staring at me. I'm like, oh man, they look a lot scarier at night. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm used to just fishing in like lakes and ponds where there's nothing in there that can <laughs> eat me. You know, it's like. <laughs> There's some You're birds in the trees, and yeah, I am a lot bigger than. That. <laughs> That's my awesome little, brain. my little, my little uh, time to relax too. Just being out there by myself on the water, like just fishing. Might not catch anything, but just get to relax just a little bit. So, well, it was it was like the last episode that we did um, with Brendan Morrison, who he played in the NHL for a while, and then he he hosts this TV show called real West coast where he goes fishing all over the West coast. And I was asking him, you know, where did the passion for that come from? And he said it was just a release. It was, it's like, it, it's a therapy for him and it always has been to just get away and kind of detach from everything and just recenter. And when he mentioned that it, it, it reminded me of being a kid and I grew up in the city and my, uh, my dad loved to fish 
And so we would go, you know, get up at like three in the morning, go two hours away in the mountains. And it's like, it, it, it was just something early on that ingrained in me, hey, I can get away from the city and the crowds and the drama and all the stuff and just go sit at a lake or go on a raft or a boat. And it's just therapeutic. So it's something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know one time, because I pack my little, I pack my little bag. I have my lunch. Like I always make a sandwich and take like some drinks or whatever. And one time it was hot as hell. Cause it, it always happens to be like a hundred degrees out here when I go fishing on the Sunday. And I just paddled real hard and I went up on the grass, kind of in the middle of a little opening. And I just sat there and ate my sandwich, just looking out in the woods. And this guy on the boat, he's on the other side of this little island. He's like, "Hey man, you okay?" I was like, "Yep." Just eating my sandwich and are you sure? Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I just shook his head and kept going. <laughs> I like, this weirdo just sitting there. One of the... <laughs> that was pretty fun. Well, I, I appreciate your time today, Dorian, and uh, and chatting with us. And keep us updated on that truck when when you got that uh, truck ready yeah, to we'll, go. We'll be, posting, we'll be posting some stuff here pretty soon on it. And I appreciate y'all having us again. Yes, sir. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and give Dorian, uh, subscribe to Power Stroke Ingenuities, give him a follow. They post a lot of really amazing pictures. They have really great photography, a lot of insights. They can answer questions for you. Make sure to go to 22kill.com. It's a fantastic message and cause that they have. And if there's any way that, that you can help, would like to contribute, they have a bunch of different options out there. And for those that are looking to cool down their transmission, the, the coolers from Mishimoto, they're, they're so smooth. I've actually got a lot of messages from people that have listened to a podcast and they're like, you know, I was doing a transmission um, removal and replacement. Didn't want to put my factory cooler back in. Went with this Mishimoto one and it was just seamless to install. So it's always something that's uh, important to stay on top of temperatures. Make sure you keep those fluids where they need to be so you don't get into having to replace a transmission or torque converter or something like that. And for the shop owners out there, as I mentioned, Turn 14 distribution makes that process of ordering parts, getting them to your shop. So you can keep trucks coming in and out and getting back on the road as easy as possible. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.